And praise God, Pastor Derek Fletcher coming to you online, live. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. He is risen. He is no longer in the grave. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's go ahead and pray, man. I'm telling you, uh, we are blessed beyond measure. Blessed beyond measure. Nothing can compare. Nothing can compare. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Father, for who you are. Thank you, Father, for life, health, and strength. <laughs> we are victorious in Christ Jesus on today. So, Father, let's pray. Amen. Father, we thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you that we have the ability to tap into the riches of who you are by your spirit. So we, re we receive the abundance of your blessing. We receive the gift of the resurrected Christ. We believe, hallelujah, in our hearts and we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord on today. And we thank you in his name, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, Pastor Jarek Fletcher coming to you along today. And so today, um, the title is, uh, He Does Not See Us As We See Ourselves. It's coming from Psalms 103, 10 and 14, which is it's atypical, atypical for an Easter uh, resurrection message because it's an old, old Testament context. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I want to come and share with you from the position that Christ is risen. And so we've obtained relationship with God. <clears throat> and so every day, of our lives and every day we have to erase what the old man, the fleshly man is telling us about how God sees us. And, and we have to renew, we have to refresh with his word. We have to refresh with prayer and trust in the name of the Lord God. And so here we have a, a cadre of Old Testament, but it's pointing to the resurrected Christ and so I, I want to <clears throat> share a um, couple other scriptures before we get into that, just to let you know we got some New Testament here on the hook. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 4, 14 through 16 says, for if we believe that Christ, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, glory to God. Even so, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not 
prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, amen, with the shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Not only that, we have absolute victory. And on today, the destruction of, of Jesus and on the third day, he rose up the Father God in heaven, activated him, energized him, allowed him to snatch the title deed of death, hell, and the grave away. And so First Corinthians 15, 55 through 57 says this, and I absolutely love this scripture. And this is the, this is the pre-work before we get into how he sees us. And that's Old Testament. This is New Testament here. It so says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Absent, amen, and none effect because of the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. We, when Jesus came, he fulfilled the law. He hyperextended, amen, and he opened up so that everyone and the veil of separation and partition is ripped. No longer are we to, to operate under the law, amen. And we've been accepted, we've been adopted into his presence anyway, so, so we don't have to worry about the law. But thanks be to God here in First uh, Corinthians 15 and 57. Thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's the connotation of, of victory that's resounding. And there's a Latin word for victory called invictus. And invictus means not knowing, not even understanding the threat or the mindset of defeat. Always pressing into victory. And that's what we have to understand. And that's what we need to get in our psyche. Well, how do you get those things in? Got to stay away from some of the TV. Got to stay away from some of the video games. You got to stay away from some friends. And you got to set yourself up on. <clears throat> and when I say that, that's you. That's when you're doing those things 100 percent. You got to get on a diet away from that stuff, lean it down and get more prayer in to your diet, amen, into your time, get more word in, get more fellowship with him so that you can get to know who he is, glory to God. And in, in Isaiah, I believe it was, no, Jeremiah, excuse me, Jeremiah, he told the boy prophet, he said, I knew you before you were formed in the belly of your mother's womb. And so God, progenitor, he set you up. He set me up for success. If we obey and serve him, he set before us blessings and curses this day. 
and we are to choose, and we choose Christ, we celebrate the victory. And he's right now seated at the right hand of the Father, and he's awaiting the sound of okay so that he can come back, amen, and, and crack the sky. And, and so he's waiting for that time, amen. He's gone away to prepare a place for us at this moment. And so as we understand that we have been delivered, we have been set free. And so I want to read this. And this is, this is, like I said, it's an Old Testament connotation, but it has New Testament promise. And so Jesus, after being observed for three years by the Sanhedrin and after being scrutinized and operating in his ministry, he was betrayed by Judas in all that time during that three-year period they were after him uh, in the mode of observance. His time had not come, so they couldn't get him and secure him. But after the three-year mark of that time and the chief priest of observance, amen, it was his time. And so he took the beat down from the seat down. Not only did he take the beat down, from the seat down, he was beat, he was bruised, he was spit on. Uh, they pulled uh, 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 marks to see who's gonna get his clothes, crown of thorns, cat of nine, beat, slap, and he had to carry his own cross to the hill. <sighs> But he proceeded. He proceeded because he know he knew that you and I would need and have the opportunity uh, to settle up. That you and I would have the opportunity to have fellowship with God directly, without separation, directly without a Levitical priesthood, directly without any other separation. We are the chosen people. We are the people of choice at this moment and in this time. No more burnt offering, no more sacrifices for sin. Jesus did it once and for all for Lottie Dottie, everybody. And we must confess with our mouth and believe with our heart that Jesus is Lord. If we don't, we're not a part of it. And so this scripture context in Psalm 103 verses 10 through 14 is relevant, even though it's Old Testament, it's pointing to some things. And it says here, he hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Amen. And here, uh, is referencing the people of Israel immediately, but is a global context, a global feel here that is for us. Amen. And there's some ref reference scripture here in Ezra, and it says, and after all that is come upon us for our evil deeds and for our great trespass, seeing that our seeing that thou, our God, has punished us less than our iniquities deserve and has given us such deliverance as this. 
Well, we have a made a way and a means and a mode to obtain deliverance by the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been exonerated. We have been set free never to pick it up again. Our consciousness of sin has been unseared or undone. We have been redeemed, called back to the origination of what God has rested within us. And he's not holding our deeds accountable to us because we have confessed and we have given over to Jesus Christ. We have had a revelation that those sins and burdens were too heavy for us to bear. And so we saw and we realized that in Jesus Christ is our only hope. And so we don't have to bear our sins. We don't have to hold them anymore. And so he's not holding it accountable to us at this present moment. And 11 says in Psalm 4, as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. Great is his mercies, those that revere him, those that, that take the sacrificial time to relinquish the things of the world and to motivate and, and to exalt and to lift up his name, to take the time out and to give back in time, to give back in time to serve and obey and serve God and also to read of his word. Glory to God. Amen. Everyone can benefit from getting in his word on a daily basis. Amen. Thy word, thy word have I hidden in my heart so that I may not sin against you, Heavenly Father, and your mercy is enduring. And so we stand on your promises. We stand at the set and at the ready. In Psalm 57, it says, and 10, it says, for thy mercy is great unto the heavens and thy truth unto the clouds. Amen. That means it's big, it's deep, it's wide. And Father, we are thankful right now in the name of Jesus for the fact that your love is ultimate and you gave your son as the ultimate sacrifice and he willingly gave up the ghost. He willingly took on the sins at the Calvary's cross. Not only did he do that, but he descended down into the deep and he snatched title deeds. He snatched the hangups and the hookups that the devil was holding ransom against us. And he arose and he was on the earth for 40 days. That's how deep it is, but we revere him. We revere God and we go in as a father and a child to a father and we revere him and we ask him, we study him through prayer and, and meditation and getting to know him so that we can understand how to ask as children, ask their fathers for things. Children study their fathers and they, they, they come up with the plan of success in order to reach the hard string of the Father. And that's what God wants because of his mercy is so deep. 
toward us. And so we accept that. In 12, it says, as far as the east is from the west. Do you know anything about the east is from the west? They never, they never touch. They never intersect. It's, it's directional, infinitely going, infinitely moving. So as far as he has removed our transgressions from us by access to the blood of Jesus and our confession, when he looks upon us, he looks upon that which is the right place and the blood of the maxillus lamb that is upon us. He sees the absolute character and tonation of Jesus Christ. Second Samuel 12 and 13 says, and this is, and David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, the Lord also hath put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. And so when David found out that he had wronged God, in the instance, in the moment, he rent his clothes and got down with sackcloth and ashes. And he began to go before God and he began to cry out to God for his child, and then that he had done a wrong deed before God. And so when we know and we are in the discovery process that we have transgressed, when we fear and revere him, we have access. Our sin is no more seared with the consciousness of sin, but we have access to confess and to call out to God. David wasted no haste. He went before God on a level of immediacy of life on death. What about you on today? Go into God and tell him without haste all that's in your heart, all that concerns you. And he has the host of heaven ready. And so 13 says, like as a father, Peter pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Amen. If you've ever been uh, and had a child that was sick or going through something, man, your heart goes out to them. You almost wish that you could take their place. But you know that as believers and as people of God, hallelujah, God has set us and the die has been set in with who we are. You are uniquely made and you have a specific purpose upon the earth. And then when that time is expired, he calls you home. And so I don't know about you, but I want to be in the grace of God and in his will for my life. I want to make sure that all that he has called me to do, that I take up my cross and that that as he looks upon me hallelujah and as i call upon him he is there as a true father abba delivering the resource that i need to be successful and that i as a child hear him and respond to his voice amen so his actions and his ways are not grievous amen and and then as we have christ our burden bearer to share the load. 
And so we give him glory. We just want to tell you, Father, thank you for that avenue to remove our transgressions from us as far as the east is from the west. And here in Malachi 3 and 17, it says, and they shall be mine, said the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Well, sons and daughters serve their parents. The parents provide resource and et cetera, but we serve back when we are obedient to their teaching and what they ask us to do that is right before the Lord. And so we thank you, Father. And then Luke 11, 11 and 13 says, if a man shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Whatever you have need of, if you ask God, he will give it to you. Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And so we need the very essence of God on the inside of us, speaking to us, helping us push through the heaviness that the physical man will try to place the burden upon us. But by his spirit and his anointing, we are free. We have been dealt with on a level of mercy and love. The Lamb's book of life, our name has been written in it. And as we operate, amen, it says on 14, it says, he knoweth, yeah, we're there, 14, for he knoweth our frame. He remembereth, he remembereth that we are as dust. So when we say he knoweth our frame, he knows the dimensions and how we walk. He knows the very hairs and number of hairs on our head. And so, Father, we thank you that you have dealt with us from the position of progenitor. You know all the elements and all the fundamental things that make us who we are. You know us. You know every functional move that we make and how we walk. We want to say thank you, Lord God. We glorify you. We call out your name. In Isaiah 29 and 16, it tells us, says, surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it? Now, you know, God, he is the potter. We are the clay. He has mastery 
over the clay as it's going around. And we have to be as clay and not as a stone. And <coughs> as he is making the wheel move, he's mastery of the clay because he knows it uh, is as from the dust. Amen. And as he adds uh, uh, the right degree of moisture to it and, and turns the wheel and, and, and uh, presses into it on, and, and begins to mold it into a shape. It's whatever he desires. And as he's working through you as clay on the wheel, Father, make us, mold us into that which you have called us to be. Glory, the discovery at the cross that we needed you, the, dis the discovery that you're no longer on the cross and that there's an empty tomb that your son Jesus. And so as we discover that, we confess with our mouth, Lord Jesus, and we believe in our heart. So make us as the potter on the clay will. For shall the work say, we can't say, uh, well, we're going we gonna to make ourselves what we think we should be. He made me not, or shall the thing framed say to him that framed it, he had no understanding? Well, God has all understanding of who we are and what we should be. And so, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your resurrection power. We thank you for Jesus we thank you for the exceeding and abounding power that we have right now. And so we kneel down, we humble ourselves before your great hand and the marvelous works that you have done, the finished work of the cross. And so we call upon you, Father, we ask you to enlighten us, open up our eyes of understanding. We desire a more personable relationship with you so that we can hit the target and the appropriate space that you called us to be. Sorry about that, folks. I was plugging in my tablet. Sorry about that. So, Father, we thank you on today. We glorify your name. We ask you, Lord God, to cover us and we claim the blood of Jesus upon us we ask you on this Easter Sunday, give us revelation, give us an eye-wakening experience on who we are. Literally blow our Holy Ghost mind and that we are able to grab a hold, that we are able to look beyond ourselves and to see what you see, Father. We thank you that we have been exonerated, that we have been set free from the very nature of sin, death, hell, and the grave. We thank you on today. We glorify you in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. That's the word on today. A little bit, a little bit different than the normal um, Easter message or Resurrection Sunday message on today. 
Hey man, be blessed of the Lord. And, and that's my email. If you want to tag my email and um, if you have any prayer requests, let me know. Uh, we'll, we'll be praying and lifting you up. Amen. Just receive Jesus on today. And we thank you, Father. Thank you.